I am Sam J. Jones, Flash Gordon. Okay. Oh, excuse me. That's okay. It's been a long day. <laughs> the dome always does that to me. Okay. It's good to be seen. It really is. And you're listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you can be so easily. It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. From behind a bamboo curtain actually made from recycled six-pack rings of slurm in Area 51's portable snack bar, it's clickbait for the years. Welcome to TalkCast 376, this edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. I'm your host, The Dome, and tonight we're talking about something near and dear to my heart. We're uh, going to talk about the Kickstarter large launch. Large. Great. Yeah, we're off to a great start. We're going to talk about the Kickstarter launch of My Peculiar Family 2 celebrations or the hunt for curly's gold or electric boogaloo i haven't quite decided yet joining me tonight to talk about the kickstarter launch are people who are all in one way or another very intimately involved in this uh second volume and actually in the in the whole series uh stacy longo rob smales and karen goslin hey guys welcome to the show hi there hey good to be back Thanks for having us. Hey, it's it's my pleasure to have you guys with us tonight. And by us, I think I mean me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kriana's over there working the soundboard, but we're not going to hear a word out of her. Except for an occasional sound blurb like that. Thank you, love. Uh, so, two of the three of you were have been involved in this project since the very beginning. Stacy and Karen both wrote stories uh, for Volume One, and Rob wrote a story for Volume Two. Stacy and Rob did a lot of the editing for Volume Two, and Karen did the cover for Volume Two. And it sounds like we're just mixing everybody up, throwing them in a Vitamix, and pouring them out into different roles each time. But as it turns out, this was. A, a canny observation on my part that you guys could do a multitude of things. So before we talk about volume two, let's talk a little bit about how volume went for you guys. Volume one went for you guys, Stacy and Karen. So how how what did you think about volume one when you were first approached to do it? Uh, Stacy, you can go ahead and, and, and start. I'll go I'll go second. Uh, oh sure. Throw me under the bus. So uh, <laughs> that was the point. No, <laughs> <laughs> Love you. it's 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 a good thing we're all friends here tonight. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, it's there'll be a lot of bus throwing under as the evening goes on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so when I was first approached about um, the whole idea of my peculiar family, I 
thought it was a great idea, but I also was not completely unaware of how much work goes into pulling a book together. So I think when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's see if it, if it happens. <laughs> and that, much to my delight, it, <laughs> a couple months later, it was followed up with an email and a picture and a, you know, this is your person. This is where they work and do whatever you want. And here's your deadline. Um, and it was really, yeah, yeah. So it was. I'm I'm a very deadline driven person. Boy, you have never seen me more creative than when I know I have a deadline looming. Um, so uh, it was a blast, and it was nice to. I sometimes struggle with ideas, you know, story ideas, and um, I already had the main character and what they did for a living handed to me. So it made it a lot easier. I think within 12 hours after I got my assigned person, I knew who she was, where she was going to live and what her conflict and crisis was going to be. So it was 12 a hours. Wow. Yeah. I knew, <laughs> it took me longer than that to write it, but I definitely, I knew pretty quickly that, where I was going to go with it. So it was a blast. Now, Karen, it was slightly different for you because you're not actually known as a writer. You are an incomparably wonderful artist. And uh, well, I think I'll take that compliment. Thank you. Please do, because <laughs> it's true. And thank you. We were talking about the project, you and me. And I think it yeah. was Tom who threw you under the bus and said, you know, she can write. Yes. And. <laughs> Uh, I, I think there may have been a backhanded shoulder slap to my shoulder and a look of, are you going to say something? And then I mumbled, oh, I kind of wrote stories. <laughs> and then you kind of lit up and went, oh, well, you're in the book. I was, I was like, but you don't even know how I write. I could be terrible. I could, I could, I could be like Michael Bay of writing. I mean, <laughs> you don't know. You could yeah. I could have been. Yeah. Um, but here, I, here's the thing. I mean, we've known each other for literally years now. Mm -hmm. And every time I see something that you've produced, and albeit most of it, if not 99% of it, has been artwork, none of it yeah. has been cheap. None of it has been cutting corners. Everything has been the amount of quality that you put into one thing is the level of quality you put into everything that you do. So in my mind, well, thank you. this is just another medium of expression and if you're going to put the kind of effort and and thought that you put into your artwork into this we're going to be fine turns out i was right <laughs> well thank you and i appreciate the confidence that that um i mean for my first published story i i did have fun i had some struggles and some and some things that uh looking back on i think i'd do differently but i think everybody and any art form uh looks at that and and looks at anything they do and, and thinks that um uh, I think the most fun for me when you handed me an actual um, an artist, a female artist in the middle of the Civil War, was not just finding out what happened in during the Civil War. And I had put her in New York City, and I, I just kind of I did some research and said, "Oh, that's what goes on. That was what was going on in New York City." But the slang, the uh -huh. slang was so colorful and so much fun to work with. I mean, like. 
and and adding a character that you know I I write about for fun, and hopefully maybe someday I can I can write about him in a more professional sense. Um, the 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 character Puck, um, and throwing him in there and having him say something like "Let's go to hell across lots." You know, which was back then slang for "Let's hurry it up and go." Um, I mean, it was was just for me. It was a delight. I mean, I absolutely loved that part of it. The the cool thing for me is, you know, we've been we've been doing conventions together uh, for a long time. Mm. I, I shudder to think about how long it's actually been, and being able to bring my friends from the convention, my friends who have been on the show or who I've learned about into this volume meant a lot to me, number one. And it was just kind of, will this work? Does it work? And yeah, after some fits and starts in Kickstarter land, it actually worked pretty damn well. And it sounds like it was a learning experience for, from, for more than one person. I mean, Stacey, uh-huh. you- you already had like I mean all this experience, but I mean for for myself, I mean for Dome just starting a Kickstarter, you know his very first, and for myself, my very first published story, there was a lot. There was, and I'm sure others, you know, there was a lot going on that we learned. Well, I mean, I, I think it was not only that, but it was also it was my first work with publishing. Which mm-hmm. I knew nothing about. Thank you, Stacy, for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy is a god. Stacy, right. I wasn't even the publisher on this, so <laughs> I know. I just kind of gave you know, like this is this is how it's going to be. You can scream quietly in a corner. <laughs> and as I recall, but I you, did quite a bit. <laughs> right, but you see that kind of that kind of knowledge. I mean, even though you know you're going to scream quietly. In a corner, and someone's someone who who's had the experience tells you, "Hey, guess what? Get ready to you know be in a fetal position." Yeah, that's. I mean, it's. It to me, that's not necessarily discouraging. Is it, it's a okay? I know this is going to be hard, but it's a learn or die situation, is what it is. Yes. <laughs> but uh, right. you know, I I had the hand holding help. Of uh, a whole lot of people, uh, um, Stacy in particular, uh, Rob Watts was another one who was just wonderful throughout this, the the whole process. I just, I mean, uh, 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 Derek Belanger and Belanger Books who came in to do the publishing for me and the rest of that, uh, mm. just absolutely wonderful people, uh, all of whom you know have just kind of, we've been around together for a while. So after after that book happened and is still, you know, selling on Amazon, and hopefully there will be an audio book coming out of it fairly shortly. Oh, did I say that out loud? Damn! Spoiler! <laughs> Spoiler alert! Uh, a number of writers in the months and year afterwards kept asking me if there was going to be a volume two. And I learned so much doing volume one that I was really wary of doing a volume two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, 
I mean, there was there was a Jiminy Cricket on my shoulder going, "You've got to do this better. You've got to do that better. You've got to pay better attention to this." And and by the way, my Jiminy Cricket was a female, <laughs> but and she was absolutely right. Um, which is uh, when we went to Volume Two. Uh, set of editors and oh by the way this the editors are also with also with us tonight stacy and rob served as editors for volume two and rob that may did that put you in an awkward position being a a writer in volume two and also part of the editing uh, team it didn't feel odd um uh, stacy and i are basically an editing team. So I'm used to her looking over everything that I send out anyway. Um, so I, I didn't have any problem with that. And we've worked together so often, it just didn't feel strange at all. I'm really happy to hear that. Uh, because that one of my concerns was realizing that you two worked as an editing team and also realizing that I wanted you in book two as a writer. So I just kind of said, you know what? I'm throwing it out there. If it's a problem, they will tell me. They didn't say it was a problem. And it turns out, uh, again, the story that you brought to the table was absolutely amazing and wonderful. And, and thank you for that, by the way. Thank you. It's actually, so, it's the second one. What do you I, mean? <laughs> right, I told you that uh, Stacey basically sees everything that I send out anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, um. I wrote a story. I, I you sent me my picture, and and the holiday, and I wrote my story, and I sent it to Stacy, and she said the story's great. She loved the story, but I had attached the picture to uh, the story that I sent her, and she pointed out that the man in my story was about twenty one years old, and the guy in the picture is definitely not. Oh no. <laughs> And I said, holy <laughs> shit, you're right. It just wasn't about that guy. <laughs> no. It was a great story, but it was the wrong guy. Yeah, it was the wrong right? guy. So I wrote a story about uh, the guy in the picture. I kept it in front of me that time and, and wrote a second story about the actual guy in the picture. Now, is, is it all right if I ask a question on this? You just Don't. did. <laughs> Fine. Did okay, I got one? nothing then. No. <laughs> well, I'm thinking, I mean, was it... Was it a complete rewrite, or did you, like, you started from scratch, or did you just go through and, and like, reword pieces so that it fit the age of the character in the photo? No, it's a completely different story, a completely different idea. Ah, okay. So what'd you do with the first story? <laughs> <laughs> I still have it. Cool. I'll try to sell it, I'll try to sell it somewhere. Well, I'm, in a way, that's kind of odd because a lot of people <clears throat> in the first and second volume, uh, I got a lot of pushback once the uh, the package went out that had the picture, the name, and in this case, the celebration that they were going to work the story around. And the pushback I would get immediately is, well, what kind of story do you want? <laughs> and the response just kept on being 
what kind of stories do you write? That's a good place to start. Let's start yeah. there. You always have because to start with what you do. I don't really care. It doesn't matter to me. You're the writer. Here are your prompts. Take it where you want. And I, my my understanding is that doesn't happen to writers a lot. Uh, that they're that they're given prompts to write to. That they're given that kind of prompt, I guess. Um, something that specific, probably. I, I guess probably not. Um, and the fact that it it was it was. Kind of, kind of dual faceted. Um, actually, I guess it was is trifaceted even a phrase? Sure, um, it because is. you had to, I'm, you had I'm to have, yes. Well, you had to match the picture. You had to match the in in this case the celebration that you were supposed to be writing about. But you also had to make it in the time period that fit the photo. So no, you know nothing, nothing modern that that wouldn't have worked. Um, so. It was kind of specific, but it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I had I had two, so it couldn't have been that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so the story you came up with, Rob, is called "A Confession of Obsession." Yes. So can can you talk to the listeners a little bit about what the story is about, or do you not want to do that? <laughs> um, I can do that. Um, my the celebration that I was sent. Uh, the book is essentially about uh, we were to write about the person in a photo that we were sent and them in some sort of relation to a particular holiday or celebration. And mine was birthday. So um, the original story was about a, a younger man and and his birthday. But the photo isn't really of a the, the youngest guy in the world. Um, Correct. So I, I had to rewrite it for uh, aiming, aiming an older guy's story. Um, and I wound up writing something about a guy who is obsessed with getting older, obsessed with getting old, doesn't want to do it. And that's what a birthday is. So he hates them. <laughs> and, and the lengths that he would go to to avoid having another birthday. It was I, that's an interesting uh, way to, to to take it. I, I mean, it's it's not quite the st the the full stereotypical way. It's it's kind of you know it's the lengths the lengths he would go, the obsession about not having the birthday, as though that would stop everything. Didn't want to have a birthday. Didn't want yeah. to get older. Um, and I'm I'm 48. Um, I'm almost 40, so I can I can relate. I, oh, let's, I, let's not let's not go ages right now, please, guys. <laughs> I'm begging you. Let's not do that because I am, no. as we're talking right now, two and a half weeks away from retirement. So <laughs> I'm so jealous right now. Yeah, well, wait till you get to be that age. It's not quite the level of jealousy you want. No. But yeah. It's like I'm I'm notoriously aware of mortality right now, and it's <laughs> funny because uh, as I reread uh, Confession of Obsession and uh, the story of Donovan Newborn, which was on my part uh, a wordplay because newborn and birthday, uh, I I kind of did that part purposely. Uh, it worked. I can thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, 
I really have no problem understanding the themology behind that story whatsoever. (laughs) I don't think a lot of people will have a problem understanding that. So, Um. So now, Stacy said within 12 hours, she had the, the framework, the bone structure of where she wanted to go, what she wanted to do. Uh, how did it go with you? It wasn't, it, it wasn't that quick. Um, I honestly don't remember. It, it, it wasn't. I, actually, I think the first one happened kind of quickly. Um, I, I, something popped into my head that I really liked and I went with it and wrote the entire thing and, and didn't have the photo in front of me the whole time as a reminder that I was screwing it up. Um, so the second, the second one took a little bit longer because I still had that first story in my head and I, I had to kind of get away from that. Everything that I was thinking of was, uh, kind of, kind of like, like Karen said, trying to change the older, change the first story to make it match, to make it seem older. That really wouldn't have worked, but that's, what was stuck in my head. So I wound up having to work on something else for a while and then sit there and look at the picture and another story popped in. Lucky me. Yeah, there you go. I mean, <laughs> from my point of view, it's, it's always been a rather specific way to do the book, to give you guys that kind of shared workspace to be in the story of China Dale's family. And then get very specific about where you need to go with it and still give you all the room in the world to go with it. Yeah, how'd, it, you, how'd, you, how'd you manage to do that, Dom? Because <laughs> um, I, no, I, I had no idea how to actually put it together. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember, and I think you were there when we first originally talked about this book five or six years ago at Rhode Island Comic-Con. Right. We had all gone out for uh, a lunch, a bunch of writers and a bunch of people from Sci-Fi Saturday Night. And we're sitting at this table in this really, uh, really bad bar with horrible service. So we had plenty of time to talk while uh, our food and drinks wasn't getting there. And I was listening to you guys talk about all the books that you were doing, and I basically said, Jesus, do I want to make an ass of myself right now? <laughs> and then I said, yeah, what the hell, let's do it. And I basically kind of gave you the, the two-minute elevator pitch of the idea for this book, and then it got really quiet, and you all just kind of stared at me. <laughs> <laughs> and then one by one, you guys kind of went, yeah, that's weird enough to work. <laughs> honestly i wasn't part of the first book um but when i heard uh the premise behind it i was fascinated and jealous that i wasn't in that book because it seems like a really it's a fun thing to do um seeing the different what directions that people will take with what's essentially a very similar kind of prompt and the, the everyone went in Wildly different directions. Completely different stories. Yes. Yeah. It was it was wonderful. That that's actually 
what the hope was from the very beginning, that everybody would sit within their own space and find a way to bring their space into the the shared space they were, that everyone was working in, and they did. Success. Hey, when it works, it works, and occasionally <laughs> it works. Uh, and the other cool thing for me was that there were three people in that first book who technically aren't writers, and Karen was one of them. And another yeah. one is essentially a comic book writer who said, I don't write stories, I write comics. And I went, you're an idiot. What do you think comics are? And he thought about it, he went, yeah, you know what, you're right. Um, and, and then the third one is, is someone who wasn't a writer at all. And hidden within this framework of this second book are two people who have never written before also. And the cool thing is, without really looking for it, I'm not sure you can pick out who they are because, uh, and, I, and I'm going to let you and Stacy talk to uh, the consistency of the stories that we have in volume two. Oh, do you want us to do that now? Sure. What? No, <laughs> I was thinking maybe next week we could do that. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's up to you guys really. Um, well, I, I will say when we started the editing process, I was nervous only because when you were, when you dome were talking about authors that you were thinking of contacting and we went back and forth on some of some people and, you know, like I was throwing names at you. Basically, so it wasn't really back and forth. It was like me throwing names at you and you politely saying, shut up, I can find my own authors. But um, <laughs> I don't recall ever saying shut up to you once. <laughs> no, we never have. Uh, you were very polite. It wouldn't um, have worked. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, you know I was nervous because I knew, I knew a lot of the authors in the book. So... And, and, and they are my friends. So I was nervous for like some of them that I, I had said, oh, you may want to check out this guy's work. Uh, you know, like Steven Lomer, for instance. Um, right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you may want to check him out. Um, he's got a great sense of humor. He's a solid writer. And then I didn't realize until, you know, the manuscript landed in our lap for editing that I was like, oh, I hope my friend didn't suck <laughs> which <laughs> not steve if you're listening you did a fabulous job um so it was it was that was nice i mean it was nice that all of my friends like it really it, it's a very solid anthology i was very impressed with the qualities the quality of the stories that we were seeing so and then that makes our job easier you know it, it was interesting from my point of view because you you guys would like uh, work a story through, then I would see the uh, the pencil mark copy <laughs> and go, oh my God, these people are going to hate me. And to a T, every one of them came back and went, wow, that's amazing. Thanks. Well, good. So, I, I mean, you know, I have no idea how people react and respond to stuff like this. Uh, because I've never worked with an editor before. So from my point of view, this was really, uh, well, I mean, as much as there was an editor in book one, uh, it, it didn't impact me the same way 
that working with you guys uh, on book two did. So for me to see how a writer responds when the Duces Machina from above comes in and goes, we'd like you to change a few things, and here's why. <laughs> Work, worked really, really well. I, I was kind of really amazed at that. Uh, and then, you, you know, the level of consistency of the, of the quality of these stories, uh, you know, by, by changing the prompt out so that it wasn't a profession this time, but the stories had to be built around uh, uh, a celebration or uh, something. And there were some weird somethings in there, which I thought uh, made it even more interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just really cool. So what did you think as you were going through them, Rob? About the stories themselves or about the process that we were going through? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there are some really freaking fantastic stories in this. Um, there were, there are a couple in here that um, sometimes certain, certain people, uh, Jim Moore, you're one of them, who will write something that um, I will read that is so good, I'm jealous I didn't write it myself and hate them a little bit. Um, there were a couple of, couple of folks in this book that I, I hated a little bit because they were so damn good. <laughs> I kind of know what you mean by that completely. Yeah. Um, and what you were saying about um, seeing the, the marked up copy yeah. and, and you being surprised and wondering how they were going to take that, that was kind of a topic of discussion between Stacy and myself because it was such a mixed bag of writers uh, with with such different experience levels and it's it's very hard to know how someone who's who's never been edited before will react when they see the amount of red that's on the page yeah. and you you saw everything that went through and it really didn't matter who they who they were or what their level of experience was that was red on the page but someone who has never written before and never been published before, they don't always know that. And it, it can be kind of crushing. And we really didn't want to crush anyone. <laughs> no, because we all know each other, or at least a good portion of us all know each other. And, and the last thing we want to do is in the middle of what should be a really cool experience to go, by the way, this is horrible. You have to change all this. When... That was never the case at all, but it could have easily been taken that way. Right. Yeah. And that was, uh, that was one of the good things about having a team. Mm. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, I was just going to say that expands, that expands across, I mean, I mean, art, writing, poetry, I mean, that expands across, I mean, so many art forms. It's, I'm being a broken record right now, don't mind me. You're fine. <laughs> Okay. You're fine, Karen. Not a problem. <laughs> I mean, but literally the same thing happened with you uh, in that when when book one ended and you had said to me, you had some really beautiful covers here. I'd really like to do it. I said, if we do a book two, you're it. And, uh, yeah. and you were very happy about that until book two came about. And the first <laughs> words out of your mouth were, well, what do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah, I remember. Oh, it was. And I think my hesitation on that was not really knowing. Uh, not really knowing what the expectations were, I guess, until I saw the themes and and, and what really hit me were were the events, the holidays, uh, and looking at those and doing what I absolutely love best, and that's playing with symbology. Um, it, it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite things when I when I do artwork. You know, it's 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 uh, it's adding little things here and there to you know symbolically represent sometimes the symbols are more blatant than others and and but some of them are more much more subtle and it's I, I don't know there's something just really fun for me about that that I, I I don't think I can explain quite fully and once I got into the groove I was able to give you two rough sketches one of them was like a more of a close up of a deaf head with a party hat and a little um I know the British call them blow ticklers. What do we call them? Right. No, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Yeah, those stupid things with the and the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And horns? uh Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and on a Yule log, you know, with you know a little chicky and some Easter stuff and some Halloween stuff and. She and said the Yule. Other one, <laughs> yeah. She she did indeed actually. Yes. I did. Yes. Yes, I did. And then the the second sketch, which is the one that ended up being eventually the cover, was just a fuller, um, more involved, uh, uh, comparatively, uh, piece that involved many more holidays and many more cultures. Uh, everything from uh, Chinese New Year, from uh, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, so I apologize. I don't, I can't remember if it's Diwali or Deep Deep Wali. Uh, the the Hindi one of the Hindi uh, celebrations for Ganesha, and then you had Hanukkah uh, in there, and you had Easter in there, and, and you Kwanza had Kwanzaa. And, and it was, but how yeah. how frustrating was it for you when you said, "Well, what do you want?" And I said, "No, you just do some." Here's what's gonna. Here's what it's about. You come yeah. to me with a couple of sketches, and we'll go on from there. How frustrating was that for you? Honestly, not very. Cool. Um, I. Especially when I saw the 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 idea of the holidays, and then it's like I knew where I wanted to go. I just needed to, I needed to research via various holidays to see what what I could do and what I can make, how I can make it fun. Um, and and I think you made the comment of, "Hey, your two ideas seem to be skulls. Do you like them much?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, well, yeah." <laughs> yeah, I do believe I did say that. Yes. Right, uh, and, uh, and, and of course, the party skull ended up being the mascot for this this book. Yeah, and it's uh, and oh, I love my party skull. He's, <laughs> I mean, he's got the Day of the Dead paint on his face. He's maybe it's a she. Who knows? It doesn't have to be a he. Um, you know, the party hat, the little you know, par, you know, party horn thingy. Uh, yeah, the, the yeah. pointed birthday hat thing there yeah. going on. Yeah, uh, with the little balloons on it. I like the balloons on his hat. <laughs> yeah, and I was originally going to put Easter eggs in his eyes, but and then I looked at it I'm like, that's too much. That's not going to, I don't know how I'm going to make that work. So I, I put them down with the, with the little chicky. 
So yeah, your, no, your final render for that is an absolutely beautiful piece of artwork. Oh, and thank you. For the listeners out there who, who are saying to themselves, this is great, but where can I see this? We're going to give you the Kickstarter link, or you can go right to Kickstarter and just type in the search My Peculiar Family 2 uh, Celebrations, and it will bring you right to it. Uh, we are one week into this Kickstarter, and we're at 20% of goal. So we're right on target right now. Uh, I would love to be at goal right now so that we could be doing some uh, uh, some uh, other other things besides worrying if we're going to make it or not and maybe putting in <laughs> some stretch goals at some point. But mm -hmm. uh, until, that, until that happens, you know, we're, we're going to worry every day, and you're going to see it in, in uh, Sci-Fi Saturday Night's Twitter feed and on our webpage and, and everywhere we can think of. I may actually just put up three billboards somewhere and just keep taking video of that and get Francis McDormand to come in and do a PSA for me or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm thinking of every way I possibly can to make this work. Um, so, Rob, if, if you could kind of distill out for me in, in a minute or two what this experience for you was like, actually already having heard you were kind of jealous that you weren't in volume one. <laughs> Which, by the way, I, I took very much to heart. Thank you. <laughs> um, it was actually, it was a lot of fun. Um, I am, sometimes I like writing to prompts and sometimes uh, I, I, I don't. Sometimes I have a hard time with it. Um, this time I, I didn't. And I was very happy that you asked me to, to come on board as a writer. And... Um, you know, I, I immediately texted Stacy and said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in my peculiar family too. And she, and, and she let me know, oh yeah, we're going to be editing it. And I went, oh, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, maybe not. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's different. Um, it was a problem. It was just, I didn't, I didn't know about it in advance. Um, Sometimes I schedule these things and forget to mention it to Rob. <laughs> It, it had been kind of discussed <laughs> hypothetically as a future possible project that we might, we did. Um, <laughs> we're doing it. Um, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, both times that I wrote the stories for it, I had, <laughs> I had a lot of fun. You know, you know, you know, Rob, that at some point I'm really going to want to see that first story. You know that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just, because, uh, you know, you've been on the show two or three times. I am a fan of the stuff that you write. And, you. and, and uh, you know, who would have thought we'd have outtakes for this series? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you know, we can sit here and we can, uh, you know, uh, talk about this all that much. But, you know, we've got a lot of work to do to get this to happen. And there are other things going on in the world. Stacy, you have a book that's just come out. Yeah. Uh, and the name of the book is? My Sister the Zombie has finally, after a long, long, long path, <laughs> um, it finally is here. It is. Um, it just was released on March 11th. And um, I'm very pleased with the final result 
and I'm happy to report my sister has finally read it. I didn't let her read it. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't. I mean, this thing, I, and you know, Kristen, we've talked about this in the past. This book has been like three or four years in the making. I was going to say, we've been talking about this for at least three years now. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, I mean, there was issues with the first publisher, and I had to get the rights back. But, um. So I wouldn't let my sister read it for, you know, until I knew, like, until we had a release date. And um, she got a proof of it for Christmas. And um, she, thank God, is still speaking to me. Uh, (laughs) You know, right there, that's a win. So, yeah, that's been a lot of fun. I am very glad that it is out and done. And um, now I can just relax and... And enjoy it, you know. And it's really good. Well, thanks. And I mean, you know, that's the best part about it is, it's really good. <laughs> and, and I was, I was, I was talking about you, Stacy Longo. No, oh, to another another writer the other day, okay. and we were going. Oh my God, she's just wonderful. <laughs> and for a change, it wasn't me who started that up. It was the other guy. Uh, <laughs> and we were talking about our favorite Stacy Longo stories. Oh. And his was not something that I would ever thought of as being a favorite. And then I told the story of having to text you at 10 o'clock at night, at night and going, I hate you. You just made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't wait to see my sister's a zombie. And I, and honestly, I think my favorite story of yours so far has been Ordinary Boy. Oh, thank you. There's a plug. Yeah. <laughs> which means, which means, Rob, I need some of your stories so that I can on the next show I can go. Hey, my favorite Rob's story is. <laughs> you know, it's in saying, my peculiar family too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and. Karen, you're going to be at a couple of uh, conventions in the next couple of months. There's a whole yeah, lot of one-day uh, conventions coming up, aren't there? Yes, and um, we found we, we really love the one-day conventions. Um, we do. People are so enthusiastic and happy to be there, and they're really interested in everything that's going on, and it's it's uplifting. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to uh, the Vermont Comic Cons. Uh, we're gonna. Uh, I was a little late to the game with Plastic City, but I'm on a wait list. Mm, what? Hopefully I can get in. I know, right? I dropped the ball. What the heck? Yes. Mm. I know. You can smack me in the back of the head later. We'll um, we'll, ta- we'll talk afterwards. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and uh, you know, yeah. Keen Comic Con is, is right around the corner from you guys. Yeah, well, I don't know about right. It's about a forty-five minute to half to an hour drive, depending on where in Keene we go. But um, uh, yeah, and I had such a great time there last year. It was amazing. That was a fun um, show, and I'm, I'm going to be submitting my paperwork for that as well, and 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 letting them know. Uh, and of course, there's the usual. You know, I mean, we're going to Granite. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. We kind of cut back a bit this year. I mean, there's medical bills that we had to pay for, so we kind of cut back a little bit this year. And on top of that, I'm doing a, a college course at Amherst College. Ooh, good uh, for you. The, yeah, it's the uh, um, friend of mine kind of keyed me into it and said, you really, you need to do this. And I'm like, I need to. Like, yes, you do. Okay, okay. Hmm. Uh, okay. 
Uh, and then I looked into it, and it's like almost three grand. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if I have <laughs> Well, you've got to go to more conventions and start selling a lot more stuff to make that happen. <laughs> right, Just right. simple as that. Sure. Right. Simple economics, my dear. Because when people <laughs> see your work, uh, they end up buying it. And it's that simple. Right. And, and the great thing was, it's the Illustrator Master's class. So, I mean, and I'm, I'm going to be painting with, with some, I mean, like people who I've, I've like salivated over in my childhood up into my early 20s. You know, like Boris Vallejo and Jules Bell and Donato Giancola. I mean, I'm, I'm already fangirling. Um, <laughs> and the great thing about it is when I turn to Tom, because I'm not going to make this kind of like, I'm not going to make a three grand decision without looking at Tom and talking to him about it. And he went, yeah, and your reservations are. I'm like, oh. Uh, so I guess I'm signing up. And he's like, yeah. You're not worried about the price? No. Okay. Off I go. <laughs> so for like a week in June. Hi. He's, he's my, oh, I love him. He's my guy. Yeah. And uh, just finished uh, a couple months ago uh, a bunch of work for FAFA Games, which was a, another amazing learning experience and frustrating in some, some, some areas. But if I found I, I did, I pushed myself in ways I hadn't pushed myself before, which was good, uh, especially in drawing buildings, which I, I typically steer away from. I usually tend to like the more organic stuff. And it, this really pushed me to really get my game together on that. Not that I have it perfect, but I've got it. Yeah. And, oh, and there's this, you know, my peculiar family too thing that happened, and uh, I don't know, yeah, I did something with that, like a book cover or something with some guy yeah, just, and a bunch of authors. And yeah, and interestingly, some of the authors besides uh, Rob Smales are uh, John Valeri, uh, Ursula Ooh. Wong, uh, Ryan Strong, Dale T. Phillips. Not to be confused with Dale with any other initial in there, Phillips. Wendy Lee Sibley, Derek Belanger, Matt Pillion, Tabitha Lord, uh, Eric Nunley, Richard Paolinelli. I can never get his name because there's way too many syllables in it. And, <laughs> and uh, my good friend and good friend of the show, Tom Snagoski, who uh, just wrote a killer, killer story from for this uh for this anthology, and he's going to be on our show on April 7th, so be sure and tune in then, because uh, Tom is is uh, just a dynamite human being, and a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, friend of the show, and, and friend of uh, everything going on here. Uh, hey, guys, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Oh, thanks for having us. Uh, yeah, was that fun. was fun. Yeah. It's always fun. Oh, gosh, I hope so. <laughs> we like it when you're here. And, and thanks for helping me kick off uh, Sci-Fi Saturday Night's second interview. Sci-Fi Saturday Night's the official podcast of Granite Con, Teen City Con, Teen Comic Con, Plastic City Con. Best deals like 
Your stuff will be found in Uh, Anybody at the soundboard again? I know. <laughs> 